first thoughts were, oh my goodness, Usman and Volkanovski are just absolute savages. It's bright, it's early, we are doing it early because we have got something big coming up. This is the first ever episode that's going to have an interview attached to the second half of it. I sit down with my guy, Michael Lima, the guy who knows his MMA, to talk about UFC 294 and everything that matters. How it got switched 11 days, how Dana says it's gone from good to great. What it means for the fighters, what it means for Volkanovski, Islam, Usman, Shamaya. We talk about it all, we talk about past to victory, storylines to watch. It's going to be great. So wait about four or five minutes and we're going to get to that. I just want to do a little bit of quick baseball rundown and what's trending in sports. So let's get down to what's, what's happening in the postseason of October for baseball. To the NL side where the Phillies are having a home run derby for themselves. The D-backs aren't getting much involved as they go up 2 nothing and putting up 10 runs on Arizona. Their starting pitcher for the Diamondbacks actually looked good though. In the first two rounds, he faced the Phillies lineup. Then in the second, fifth, fifth inning, he ran some some trouble. He ended up he ended up leaving and leaving two runners on, and he got charged for those two. But the bullpen for the D-backs didn't do any better. They kept letting runs in. It just you know what Philly is just amazing at home. We'll have to see what happens when they go to Arizona today, and if the Phillies can keep playing like this, if they go and play Arizona, I could see a sweep happening one hundred percent. But Arizona definitely needs to win these two next the next two games. To even stay viable because if they lose one and they go back to Philly, there's no way they're winning. I don't think anybody's winning in Philly right now. Uh, that is really it. I don't really have much else to say. Oh, Aaron Nola did really well against the Diamondbacks and giving a giving strong performance. And you know, just the bullpen in Philly is just really strong. As for the ALCS, yes, though. The bats finally got going for Houston as Alvarez almost had two home runs, but you know they got to steal one at home. But you know he got them back, hitting those two runners into end the game and seal it. Yeah, two one, and I think that Texas came back strong. Good job by the rookie getting this home run to tie it up. But you know it was just a little too late, too little too late as it as the series is now two one. But I think that if the Rangers are gonna have a chance of winning this thing. They need to win this game to, uh, today because I don't want to see that rotation flip back over for Houston because I know Verlander played really well and runs just weren't supporting him. If the Astros team plays this way like they did yesterday, I don't think the Rangers have a chance. So they gotta catch they gotta catch them before they get going up in te- in Texas. Uh, that's really it for baseball though. I didn't really talk too much. I want to get to the interview, so we'll do quickly what's trending in sports and we'll get to it. The Chiefs try to grab another number two receiver ahead of the deadline as they grab McCole Hardman from the Jets for two late round picks. The Chiefs have had trouble finding a two receiver to Kelsey, so bringing back the two-time Super Bowl champion makes sense. Neymar's Achilles has torn as the Brazilian tore it at a World Cup qualifying yesterday against Uruguay. The Brazilian Federation says they believe he can play in eight months from now ahead of the Copa America next year. But that's really it for the intro part. We want to get to the interview. So I hope you like it. Before you do, hit the subscribe button, like, comment what you thought on the interview, and we'll get into it. But as Bruce Buffer says, it's the main event of the evening. 
So let's send it to that. In the span of 24 hours, Dana White, Dana White said the two, UFC 294 went from good to great. Both co-main and main events both got flipped upside down on who's going to fight. We got new contenders. To help me dive into these fights, let me bring on my man that knows his uh, MMA from Seneca College, Michael Lima. Michael, thanks for joining me today. My first question is, what was your reaction to when you saw these fights get flipped? Noah, thank you for having me. Honestly, it's 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 awesome to be joined by you on uh, on the show that you got. It's it's great to talk to you, man. My first initial reaction, my first thoughts were, oh my goodness, Usman and Volkanovski are just absolute savages. You know, it takes a different breed of fighter to take a fight on less than two weeks notice, I believe, or exactly around that time frame. It takes a, a different breed of fighter to step up rise to the occasion, fight some of the baddest dudes in the world, in their side of the world, over there in Abu Dhabi. We know their huge Islam stands and Hamzat stands. So Volkanovski and Usman, mad respect. And it also shows Hamzat and Islam, they're always game, man. So this is just going to be another great UFC pay-per-view that they always seem to put on. 100%. My main thing, though, when I saw the fights get flipped upside down is that it was 11 days. How can that affect a fighter going from not fighting at all to go straight into a camp and have 11 days to prepare, whereas Shamaya and Islam have been in camp for weeks now? Does that have an effect on the fighters? No, it's a great point. It's something that a lot of people should take into consideration. Just because these two fighters are so critically acclaimed and like just a different caliber, it doesn't mean they'll be that caliber fresh off the couch Volkanovsky just recently said earlier today that he was 181 pounds when he yeah. got the call so I think that itself is uh not worrisome in a sense but it's something that you have to look at factor in sometimes fighters when they're fresh they're not in a training camp they can show up on fight day ready they can show up with all their tools honed as is because sometimes when you've taking that time away from the game. We know Alexander Volkanovsky just had surgery on his wrist, still recovering. Kamaru Usman, the same situation with him, a load of past injuries. He's been on ice for a while too, since he last fought Leon in London. I believe that was actually uh, in March. I can't be sure on that, but it just goes to show these guys, they do not care. They want that challenge. They want to go for it. It's something that the fans can look at, speculate, say, oh, can they cut this weight? Usman doesn't have to cut the weight. Volk doesn't have to cut the weight. Maybe a little bit here and there from 180, 181 to 155. That's not nothing, but we've seen him do it before. He gets to featherweight and he's uh, walking around 190. I think this plays perfectly into the challenger's hands, Volkanovski, and the former pound for pound number one champion, Kamaru Usman of the welterweight division. This fares perfectly for them. I don't think this is as big of a factor as people are trying to make it seem. It's the same for Islam and Hamza. They're fighting two new guys with yeah. completely different game plans on, what is it? You, I believe you said 11 days. So, 11 days. again, it just really speaks to the, again, savagery of these fighters. There's no other word I can use. It just shows how game they are. Well, when we zero in on the storyline, I look at it from more, more storyline, not so much from the physical aspect of the actual fight. When I see Usman's coming in short notice, 
if he comes out slow, if he loses the smile, they can just boil it down to late notice. What do you expect? Give him a real have a chance to win the fight. Whereas Shamaya, who's hungry for a belt, he'll fight anybody. He legit says in his post-game press conference, in his post-game interviews with Rogan, I'll fight anybody. You bring him on anyone. So do you think that Shamaya should win this straight up because of the, the time difference, the 11 days? Or do you think it's straight up that it's anybody's fight at the end of the game? I, I can't assure it's no walk in the park for Hamza Chemaev because although we haven't seen Kamar Usman at 185 pounds, what we've seen him do at welterweight has been nothing short of spectacular. Uh, I believe equaling Anderson Silva's uh, UFC win streak record of 16, um, I want to say around seven title defenses. You got Covington twice in there. You got Masvidal twice. You got Burns. Unfortunately, came up short against Leon Edwards. But it just Two. goes to show, yeah, twice, unfortunately. Two. But it goes to show, Kamaru Usman, although he's 35, 36 years, years of age now, possibly even older, Kamaru still got it. His last fight against Leon, I thought he at least stole two rounds against Leon. Yeah. And the first fight, they he was dominant. I don't think, granted, styles make fights. Leon, Hamzat, completely different styles. And if you look at Hamzat, what he brings to the table, when you got to get in close, you got to make it dirty like he did against Gilbert Burns the last, I guess, most recent time he's faced a legitimate contender. We love Kevin Holland, but he's not that. He's a man who is a bit of a journeyman. Gilbert Burns is no journeyman. He is a legitimate threat in the welterweight division. So is Kamaru Usman. And now you just added 15 pounds to Kamaru Usman. I know, man. That's the scary thing about it. I was like, if anybody can jump, he can make the jump on short notice, right? Exactly. When we look at the straight up Usman perspective of the fight, he dominated, like you said. He's coming up. That's the perfect person, I would say, going up against Shamaya. Because Kevin Holland, again, on short notice, he was supposed to fight Tony, right? So... When we look at it, I think that yeah. anybody's going to fight Shamaya that Shamaya wants to fight. Because Paulo Costa, I think he was a great great fight for Shamaya. Again, yes. good pound for pound. And I see this fight being Shamaya's first real, real test. Because Ferguson, I don't he would have knocked him out real quick. And Holland yes. was like less than a minute. So when we look at this, I think Uzman is the best fighter for Shamaya, even if it is on shorter. You agree? Yeah. Oh, 100%. That initial fight that Hamzad had booked against uh, Nate Diaz, I believe, in September. Nate, man, right. that was that was Dana just saying, all right, Nate, this is, uh, this is your farewell. We're not going to give you a send-off to make you look good because we can't make any more money off of you. So uh, <laughs> here's our hungriest uh, prospect that uh, just happens to be a killer in Habib-like fashion, in Islam-like fashion. These wrestlers that come from that side of the world, they're fantastic. Nate Diaz could not deal with that. If there is anybody who is tailor-made to deal with that, it is the Nigerian nightmare, Kamaru Usman. The man is undeniable. Throughout his whole streak at throughout welterweight, at welterweight, who many people don't know, he defeated the current middleweight champion at welterweight, Sean Strickland. I think Kamaru Usman has the best chance of proving why Hamza Chimaev's hype train shouldn't have been this uh, highly coveted. However, I'm not a believer, firm believer of that. I still think Hamza Chimaev is one of the best fighters. 
We saw him get exposed a little bit against Gilbert Burns. He can be hit. He can be taken to. He can have his grappling thwarted. And if there is anybody who is capable of that, it is, once again, the Nigerian nightmare, Kamaru Usman. I, I agree. I agree. I think this is, it, it matters a lot. No matter the short day rest, whatever. I think it means more for Shamaya, though. But as we talk uh, about who it means more for and who's going to win the fight, what are your keys to victory for this co-main event? Keys to victory for each fighter. When you really want to break it down, we'll look at Hamzat, Shamaya, Bors first. Hamzat, when you can get in close, when you can get into the clinch, when you can break down a fighter from inside of his bubble, that is where you win fights more frequently. I'm not sure if I worded that correctly, but I think you caught my drift. Hamzat is a master at that. He is a master at bursting your bubble, getting inside those ugly, dirty, gross exchanges, dirty boxing. You all remember I'll call it ditty boxing. You get in close and you show your opponent, I am the more physically imposing fighter in here. You can't take that from me. Hamzat's got to get in close, make it a greasy fight. That's where he wins. And wrestle. Take it to Kamaru Usman. We've seen him get taken down by Leon Edwards. Granted, Usman's possibly expecting it, but if Hamzat can impose his will, once again, I think he could make it even a short night for Kamaru Usman if, again, he gets that wrestling down-packed early, mixes it in well with that striking that we know he likes to use. Very close range, very aggressive striking, short shots, nothing really sort of a... No really no countering, really, just throwing caution to the wind. And Hamzat does it very well. But for Kamaru Usman, keys to victory, jab, fight behind your jab. His coach, Trevor Whitman, one of the best in the game, told Kamaru Usman to fight with your jab. That is what made you a champion. That's what's going to keep you a champion. And that's what's going to begin his new journey in the welterweight division on a quest for another UFC title, That, which I still think is insane that he is in the running for at this age, this stage of his career. Again, that jab, and uh, don't don't get coerced into a dirty fight with Hamza Chumayev. Stay on the outside, watch for the wrestling. Maybe maybe incorporate some of your own too. We know Kamaru's got that NCAA uh, Division One wrestling uh, background. So again, just the way these two clash, it should be a, a fantastic fight. I, I'm really looking forward to it because the last time we saw two wrestlers go at it. On this big of a stage involving Kamaru Usman, we got Usman Covington one and two. Two fights I thought could have won fight of the year if uh, Justin Gaethje wasn't fighting, who is a teammate of Kamaru Usman, of course. To end it off, just to go finish off this fight, I think that if Usman can win, Dana said whoever gets this fight is fighting Strickland next. So Usman did did everything he could. If he comes up, what 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 the, the way he the way he fights. He could dominate another weight class and be one of the sure. one of the all-time greats. Here he is, but even grow that much bigger. So anything's take, take that next step. Him. Exactly. Uh, to switch it over to the main event, though, we're getting Volkanovski Islam two. Now, storylines like we said before, Alexander he can come out of this fight with two two belts at two different levels, and he can make a case depending on how the fight goes that it should have been him in the first fight. Now, for Islam, though, he beats Volkanovski for the second time. Be like, that's it. Like, I should have won the first fight, like I like before. And this is why I won this one. And really, who's going to fight him at middleweight, right? 
you almost yeah. give him that perspective of he's a Khabib. Like, no, I'm not saying the dominance. I'm not saying the exact same player. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying the the argument is there. They fight in the same uh, gym. Yeah. That kind of idea of yeah. the dominance on the middleweight. On behalf of Islam, like you said, he's very Khabib-like in his uh, in the way he carries himself in his preparation. You know, he trains with Khabib. They're they're both fighters out of Dagestan. I think with Islam in this fight. It's a lot more interesting the second time around because the first time happened, if that makes sense. Now that Alexander is able to come in on short notice in Islam's territory, Islam could be thrown off like, wow, this guy's game. I don't think Islam is. That doesn't sound like uh, like Islam Mahachev. We're going to see 100% of his ability, of his capability. The man has something I like to call undeniability he you know what he's going to do but you cannot stop him from doing it that is islam makachev alexander volkanovsky in february earlier this year he stopped that at least for a round two rounds some would argue he won the fight he thwarted islam makachev grappling ineffective clinch game ineffective granted getting volk to the ground but arguably, Islam striking was his best attribute that night. He was landing on Volkanovsky simply because Volkanovsky was worried about the threat of the takedown. Of course, when that's incoming, you're kind of open up for some strikes up top to the body. Volk was getting hit, giving shots back. I think for Islam Mahachev coming into this fight, it's a huge opportunity to prove I am pound for pound number one. That first fight was no mistake. I'm game now. I'm always game. So is Alex Volkanovsky. He's proven that on this stage, trying to go get that second belt again. This fight is just tailor-made. I, I would have loved to see Charles Oliveira, but I think this fight just, it's right up there. It's amazing. Hey, would if, let's say Oliveira fought and Volkanovsky did, would have been a show, would have been a show in itself. But to get two so early, if Volkanovsky wins though, what does that mean for Oliveira? Does he get the first shot? I know we're not. I know he's not fighting, but I like. It's a question since we were saying how Oliveira would have been a good fight too. What do you think on that? Right. I think if Volkanovski were to win this fight, you could put Charles on ice for a little bit. I know he is dealing with that nasty cut. Uh, I I saw the footage that came out of uh, uh, Shoot the Box Brazil Diego Lima. I thought, man, Charles is just gonna let this second title opportunity just slipped through his fingers. And it's it's really unfortunate because if we do see a Volkanovski win, we might have to wait till summer to see Charles Oliveira compete for a UFC title. And even then, it may not even be that. I think if Volkanovski wins this fight, you set up a rematch with Islam Mahachev and you complete the trilogy. If Islam wins this fight, the stakes go from up here all the way down here. Islam's next fight would obviously be Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira would get his title shot possibly around spring of 2024. We could we could hope for at least. We know these fighters don't like to come back right away, especially with Islam not being the most active champion. I, I think if Volkanovski were to win this fight, the, uh, the outcomes are a lot more exciting than if Islam were to, just simply because of the lack of movement at the top of the lightweight division. We see guys yeah. like Fazeev and Gamrot, they're kind of canceling each other up. 
If Fazeev got a win over Gamrot, he'd be taking that next step. If Gamrot got that win over Fazeev, he'd be taking the next step. But in the fashion, the injury, you know, the way the finish happened, it just it doesn't set up any new contenders. It doesn't open up the weight class. It doesn't allow it to blossom, to flourish. That's why I think if Alex Volkanovsky got this done, he's becoming a double champion too. That in itself is just more exciting. That that storyline, and that's what that's what Dana loves. Man. Love to have the the drum on the on the on the rankings. Um, to talk about past the victory keys to win, what are you thinking to to come back? I know, I know, I, I know a little segue, but I, I, we have to come back. Oh, of course. I I think it's the most important part of the fight game. You can't just pick somebody without understanding how they can get the job done. I think with Alex Volkanovski, we know what he's good at. He's good at everything. With Volk. If he fights the way he fought in the first fight, that will be his key to victory in a sense. Because that first fight, for the last portion of it, that was Volkanovski's fight. In the fifth round, I can't remember if it was the fourth or third round where Islam had Volkanovski's back. I believe it was the second round. But regardless, keep February fresh in your mind. That was not nothing. You put on a show in your home country against the number one pound-for-pound fighter on planet Earth. At the time, wasn't. They kind of tied each other after that. It was uh, it was really strange. And then John Jones became pound-for-pound pound number one out of nowhere. But I think Alex coming in this fight, work off that jab. Remember those counters you were hitting him with the first time because a southpaw orthodox kind of thing, it's, it's just much more difficult for Volkanovski to gauge. But he's dual stance. He can fight out of the southpaw just as well as he can in the orthodox. Mix up your tools on the feet. And that takedown defense has to be absolutely impeccable. Any mistakes, and it could be game over for Alex Volkanovsky. But for Islam Mahachev, I think the biggest thing coming into this fight for him, path to victory, key to victory, forget about February. You had success in that fight, but the way it ended is not something you want to keep fresh in your mind. That could have ended up a lot worse if you had another minute on the clock alexander volkanovsky wouldn't just be the double champion back in february he would have made islam mahachev lose a lot of credibility and man i'm thankful these title fights are only 25 minutes but because we can ask these questions in hindsight oh what if we had another 30 seconds what if we had another minute i love it it builds to the sport that's why we can see Fighters grow, fighters advance. This time around, Islam has to remember, I know what I'm good at. I know what I am. I'm better than this guy. All around, maybe not, but my skill, what I do is better than what he does, what he, what he can do. Just that one thing, the wrestling is the equalizer. Styles make fights. We saw it. Islam could take Volk down at will. Volk can get up at will. This time around, again, He's on home. T- he's on home turf this time. This guy's on his uh, on. Uh, he's in. He's in friendly territory. Volk's in the enemy territory. That 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 itself just has to do something for Islam. And again, I'm I'm so excited to see because every time the UFC goes to Abu Dhabi in October, it's just an it's an event. It's it's so great. I love it. And Dana, of course, the mastermind putting these fights yeah. together. It's great. When we know the keys to victory. What are we leaning towards for Volk as long? What do you think? I think in that fight, you have to look at the main 
main factor being Islam's had a training camp. He knows Volk. Volk hasn't had a training camp, but he knows Islam. I think we can expect another Islam Mahachev title defense potentially by decision. Well, the way I look at it is not so much from a fighting perspective. I look at it from a storyline perspective. And yes, I want Volkanovski to win. Two time holder. Oh, I'm rooting for Volkanovski. That, that, I'll be that, honest. That's what I want. I'll I, say I like madness, especially yeah. when it comes to sports. Anything's possible at the end of the day, right? It's, it's one fight. Like, Uzma, uh, exactly. it's one, one moment. And Uzma went from being in the great uh, of the title defenses to getting knocked out. So, anything's possible. Was, that, that was so crazy. I, I still remember that night. Oh, my. Oh, my. The, Threw everything out of order. To, to go back to that. I know I know we're not talking about those fights. I know we, I just want to go back because we're bringing it up. Yeah. That fight, though, he was definitely the better fighter that day. So, oh, of course. For the fact that, honestly, it's a, I think it was a better thing for the UFC because Usman ran through the whole division. Who is yep. challenging it? In the Usman Shamaya fight, I, I think of it more as a who would be a better challenge for Sean Strickland. And in that in that case, it's Kamaru Usman. The guy's got a win over him. Yeah. Can we say Kamaru Usman will walk in there, have one of his best uh, career resurging performances against the hottest prospect? I, I don't know if we can still label Hamzat a prospect. I have no problem doing that because we've yet to see him against the elites and in a weight class he will be fighting in um welterweight he just couldn't do it i would really love to see kamara usman get it done but i can't go with what my heart is telling me i have to go with what my head is telling me and it is saying hamza chimaev to get a victory potentially by finish i'm gonna go with second round submission all right all right well whatever happens on saturday yeah whatever happens on saturday it'll be one for the record books Definitely one of no the fight, one of the fight cards of the year for sure. We'll either have a double champion, or we're gonna and we're gonna know who is uh, gonna fight Sean Strickland next. So, Michael, yep. thank you for joining me today, man. I really appreciate the insight, and that is one heck of a show, man. Of course, brother. Anytime. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.